Hello and Erev Tov. Today we study the Rambam's second chapter of Hilchot Tzitzit. In this chapter, the Rambam focuses on the blue dye, the tchelet, that he used to, to dye to color one of, one of the strings of the tzitzit. And the Rambam talks about the process of extraction and production and the importance of having the right intentionality when the, when the wool is, uh, is dyed. And he also talks about where this comes from. It comes from a, a snail by the name of the Chilazon, which the Rambam incidentally says resides in Yam HaMelech, the, the, uh, the Dead Sea, which what he means by this is the Mediterranean Sea, and indeed off the coast of northern Israel is, uh, is where we, we believe the, uh, the Chilazon uh, used, to be, used to be found. The, um, the Tchelet is a, is a royal dye. It's incredibly expensive. Uh, the Gemara does speak about how they used to have uh, scuba divers who would go and, 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 you know, and capture and collect the, uh, the, the, uh, the Tchelet, the, the different snails. And, uh, but this was a craft that was lost for over 1,300 years. There have been attempts in the 20th century to, to bring this back. Uh, the Rajna Rebbe, Rav Gershon Heinrich Leiner, came up with one proposition, which Poskim did not agree with. Secondly, Rav, Chaim Alevi, Rav Yitzchak Alevi Herzog, the, uh, the first chief rabbi of Medinat Yisrael, an incredible, incredible Tamil Chacham and scholar, wrote a PhD on a topic called porphyrology, the study of the purple dye in, in, in the Torah. And he brought together a whole a wealth of wisdom from, from biology and chemistry and Torah wisdom to try to figure out what the uh, what what is the what is the tchelet? Uh, more recently, uh, there have been um, there's been a group of people connected to the Patil Tchelet Factory and Institute here in Eretz Yisrael, uh, and connected to uh, to a uh, Rav uh, a Rav Tager uh, of sorts. Um, I just want to get the exact name. This is Rav Eliyahu Tavger of Yerushalayim. That uh, they feel that they they found the the, the exact precise scientific. Uh, a and there are other rabbanim who who feel that this is really very much the case. Um, Rav, uh, Rav Zalman Nechami Goldberg, Rav Yisrael Belsky of the OU, Zatzal, Rav, Rav Herschel Schechter, and uh, and also I want to share with you a little bit about Rav Nachum Rabinovich, my Rosh Hashiva from Malei Adumim, how he approached this uh, this topic. Now Rav Rabinovich is both a tremendous Torah scholar. He passed away about three years ago. He's also, by the way, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs's Rebbe. He was his teacher and Rebbe in Rosh Hashiva and Jewish College. Uh, Rabbi Rabbi Rabinovich is also a great scientist, and uh, he had a PhD, and he really understood, uh, you know, you know, very very um, you know challenging scientific uh, inquiry. He was he was deeply involved in this, and so he really brought that knowledge and wisdom to, to the fore. So when the Tiltechelet factory sort of when when they started researching this with Rabbi Liao Tavger etc. Uh, Rav Rabinovich was very skeptical at first, and he says, you guys are using modern chemistry and, and techniques in order to extract this dye and get it to be the right color, etc. But how do you know that they had these techniques and these abilities 1,300 years ago? And so in order to, to prove this to Rav Rabinovich, they brought in a man by the name of John Edmonds, who um, used to work with dyes. He was a retired engineer who had a hobby of studying medieval crafts. And um, and he um, and basically, you know, by studying old Roman texts from Pliny the Younger and other other accounts, they managed to extract the dye from the chilazon, which I think was a chilazon, the uh, the murex trunculus, and the Latin name, and and they did it using was what appeared to be like medieval techniques in order to do this. And uh, indeed, the, uh, the 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 
color was the right color, and it fit all the halachic criteria. And Zerubinovich started wearing tchelet as a result. Um, many rabbinim do not necessarily wear tchelet, and many of them are also neutral about it in the sense that they, they don't believe there's anything wrong with wearing it, but they're not convinced 100% that it is. Some question, hey, we don't have a, a specific Masorah about this, or Lichtenstein, or Asher Weiss. They felt we don't have a Masorah going back, so even if archaeology proves this, we have no we have no real basis to rely on. But um, Rabbanim, like Rav Rabinovich, who um, you know really believed in in the in the in the integrity of the scientific process, and really felt that this was the this is the right dye, and so many people do wear tchela today, and it's uh, this is some a little bit of that of that history, and it's such an incredible story, how us returning to Eretz Yisrael has enabled us to uh, to be able to reclaim this mitzvah of tchelet and to to wrap around the tchelet around the tzitzit. And this, incidentally, is also the same colors, the same colors in the Israeli flag. This is not circumstantial. David Wolfson, one of the first, one of the participants in the first Zionist Congress, um, objected to Herzl's version of the, what was going to be an Israeli flag of seven stars, seven hours in the, in the workday. And he said, wait a second, we have our own symbols. We have the blue and the white in the, in the talit. Let's use that. And, um, and that is indeed how the Israeli flag came to be blue and white. So we have to thank Hashem and be ever mindful of the great blessing of Medinat Yisrael because not only has it given us Jewish sovereignty and Kibbutz Galeot, it has also given us the ability to connect to mitzvot which were lost many, many century, centuries ago. Erev Tov